0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, December 8th, and this is your Monday Night Football Doubleheader Recap. Reminder that you can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick6. Go hit the subscribe button. You can see a a relieved Ryan Wilson joining me, and of course, John Breach here as Well, Wilson has been concerned that the Steelers were going to run the table. And thankfully, the Washington football team knocked them off. We will all get to that. We will talk about the Bills throttling the San Francisco Forty ers and all the Monday Night Football goodness. What's up, guys? Yo, yo, yo! I think I'm hitting a wall. Wilson, Did you
1: cry today? I'll tell you, he's yeah. relieved.
2: I'm fine, Breach. Here's the thing, and You're I sure? tell you this: I tell you this every time. People Steelers, who say
1: they're fine usually aren't fine.
2: <laughs> I say this. Every time the Steelers lose, which is once a year, I mean, if I were a Bengals fan, I would be crying. But you're one of the nicest people I know, but you are so passive aggressive, angry when the Steelers aren't playing well, and you can't wait to rub it in. But I'm happy, and that you, probably makes you even angry. You
0: definitely have like a big brother syndrome with the Steelers. Breach, like you, like you hate the Steelers. You don't hate you. Don't, you have to be like, oh, he I, he hates them. You have to be like, I respect the Steelers, but it's like you have to, you you hate the Steelers. <laughs> And it's like, but you can't hate him in a rivalry. You can't hate the Steelers like a Ravens fan can hate the Steelers. Where right? it's like, all right, let's go rivalry time. You're like, all right, I'm just gonna walk back into this room and get punched in the face again, and hopefully it won't end up with me dying finally. My
2: lasting memory of Breach, and it actually makes me feel sad to think about it, is when hopefully. he was dating his wife, and they were uh, where were we in Texas for that Jackson State game?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the the Jacksonville State. Against Carson Wentz, the national title game. Is this when is this room. where the
0: the uh, the, um, the playoff game? It's the playoff game when Pac-Man Jones lost his
2: mind. Joey Porter lost his mind. Uh Von Perfect ran through the tunnel and came back and Breach got forty. Jeremy Hill
1: fumbled it and the Bengals had the game iced.
2: And they lost that playoff game and Breach is in that hotel room by himself, presumably half in the bag, tear coming down his eye.
0: Probably presumably that, three quarters to five eighths in the back.
2: <laughs> that's 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 why Breach is very angry about the Steelers. And I get that. But don't take it out on me, John. That's all I'm asking.
0: All right. So let's get to um that game first. That's a bigger game, I think. The first game that happened, the Steelers, no longer the only undefeated NFL team. Larry Zonka took to Twitter because this is 2020 and tweeted, Ah, <laughs> like drinking champagne. We got you, suckers. They weren't with, they weren't <laughs> running the table. If you thought the Steelers team was running the table, not just the regular season, but also to the Super Bowl, then you haven't watched this Steelers team. And I'm not trying to get Steelers fans mad at me, but as the only person, I believe, on the planet who picked the Washington football no actually Greg Rosenthal did it too, so I'll give him credit. Uh the only one of the few people who picked the Washington football team to beat the Steelers on Monday night. Um and, and the guy who's holding the, you know, the Washington to win the division bet on this podcast. Yeah. I think that what we saw from Pittsburgh was sort of what we've seen from Pittsburgh. They just live on a tight, tight wire act and they've won a bunch of these close games. You're just not going to win them all like that. But I do believe that, that because of that's how Pittsburgh is built, that this is probably a good loss for the Steelers. And I know that that's a stupid thing to say, but those losses aren't good. No, you don't, nobody should ever want to lose, but there was only one game that Pittsburgh could lose. The Jets want to lose. The Jets. That's true. Those are actually good losses. There was only one game that Pittsburgh could lose of the remaining games coming up that would not sacrifice their tiebreaker over the Kansas City Chiefs, and that was Monday night against Washington. As a result, if they finish fifteen and one, if both of those teams finish fifteen and one, Pittsburgh would hold the tiebreaker for the number one seed. That's a huge deal. Now, I personally think that and we'll get to this in a second, but I think there's a chance that Pittsburgh could lose one or two more games.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and that maybe they're show even be a sleeper team in the AFC North?
2: You're stealing breaches, Thunder. I know that breaches has been (laughs) taken by this for weeks.
0: All right, but let's get to the game itself. Um, What is your biggest concern moving forward for the Steelers, Ryan? Is it the fact that um, all of the receivers had (laughs) their hands chopped off? Uh, uh, last week, or is it that the defense is starting to show some cracks, especially in sort of the middle areas? Minka Fitzpatrick left in this game. Did, did he come back?
2: He came right back. Yeah, he came right he back. Right,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like Alex Smith kind of was you know, tossing the ball, tossing the pillow around on him.
2: First of all, Alex Smith is such a great story, and I was I was actually happy for him. And even when he he took a beating in that game, I was I was happy that he got up every time. Uh Blood running down his foot was was uh just how tough he is. The other foot. Um, so those are all good things and they played really well that the football team did. Their front four on defense is amazing and they only rushed four. I think every play but one and, and they were, um, big bend against sack, but they, they gave him some trouble. I'm not, I mean, the drops are infuriating and just, you can't explain it for professional athletes who can't, whose job it is to catch football, who can't catch football suddenly. It's annoying. It happened a lot this week in seven drops. I think you, you mentioned in a tweet that we saw. I feel like they had seven drops last week against the Ravens. Uh, Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron should be running, still should be running laps. And those intercept, those drops are going to cause interceptions at some point. My bigger concern is the defense. They lost Evan Bush earlier in the year. They replaced him with Robert S- uh, Spillane. He left with a knee injury. I don't think he returned. Avery Williamson, who they, who they traded for from the Jets did not look good. He's only been there a few weeks, but uh, look, man, he's all they got. So, uh, he's got to figure out a way to step up. Joe Hayden left with a concussion. Bud Dupree's done for the year. Uh, and so things are starting to get thin. Um, TJ Watt had a big game, Step to it had a big game. Cam Hayward played well, but, um, there's a reason that, Je- uh, McKissick, uh, had how many, he had a catch, he had a ton of catches. He had I 10 catches for 70 yards. He was wide ass open on, uh, as soon as, Cam, um, Joe Hayden went out, he was wide open for the rest of the game. Logan Thomas was wide open because Avery Williamson didn't know who to cover when they had a little switch release there and that touchdown catch. And uh, so, I mean, those things don't happen if you have uh, at least 70% of your defense healthy. So look, there's no complaining about it. Guys are hurt on every team. So you just got to figure it out. But uh if they didn't have those drops, they, they would have won the game. But, you know, we had seven freaking drops. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I get, I'll i tell you this much. I give Ben Roethlisberger a lot of credit for not throwing his helmet at every single dumbass yeah. that dropped passes on it because he's, he's like had to look on his face like
0: well in oh. in you know he did find jesus so i think he's fine
2: yeah but even jesus got angry when he went crazy in the temple
0: did jesus get mad in the temple Whoa! man that's right. Uh, I don't know. Why I do that.
2: Can you imagine uh, Jesus playing the, the dunk
1: music? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, but Ryan I,
1: dunking with Bible knowledge—that's a pick six first. My goodness! No, know, but, right? no,
0: no. In all seriousness, like I thought that Ben acquitted himself. I mean, like he—it wouldn't have been crazy if he just lost his mind I and mean, be like, "What are you guys doing? What are
2: we doing?" I mean, Tom Brady goes on the goes to the bench and yells at people for being incompetent. Dude, and ben if just, if, like,
0: if Tom Brady had Deontay Johnson on his team. Oh he's not getting targeted for the rest of the year. Like I was t- screaming. Take Deontay Ebon Johnson out of the
1: game. wouldn't show up for practice anymore because he'd be too intimidated to be <laughs> in the same room as Tom yeah. Brady. I mean,
0: or that with is, or with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. either one of them. I mean, like, and Ben sort of just he. You could tell he's like coaching. Well, I, don't know. I was kind of impressed by it. I, I thought it was like, he, I thought he played really well.
2: Yeah, I had so my favorite tweet of the year was. Big Ben looking like Brenton. You stretched gonna...
0: my face out for that.
2: I had to. It wouldn't fit over Big Ben's face. But that's the important thing: out. is
0: I'm not as fat as Big Ben.
2: No, of course not. He's six four. You're five nine. Are you five nine? Being 6 and four heels. doesn't make you fat. <laughs> like, it does when you're six four, wide and tall. Okay. I mean, he's basically a big circle.
1: <laughs> so it makes he's like your... Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, he's it like... makes your
2: head a little wider. So I had to stretch your face out. Don't don't worry. It's not about you. You're, you're it's
0: handsome literally in, in, in. about me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Brian, Ryan, the tweet is about me.
1: Anyway, um, well, going to ask Ryan real quick, were you concerned at all that they, Steelers couldn't run the ball? They only had 21 yards, second lowest rushing total of the Mike Tomlin era. And not only that. I feel like because they couldn't run the ball, they really struggled in those short yardage situations. They were one for five on third or fourth and one. You can't get one yard. You only convert 20% of the time when you need one yard. That is atrocious. Uh, And one of those was that fourth and one at the end of the game when they were at, I think, Washington's 28-yard line, I want to say. They had a fourth and one from the 28. And, like, you want to pass up a field goal, I get it. You got this young kicker because Chris Boswell's out. You don't want to try that 45-yarder. But throwing a wheel route to Anthony McFarlane, I don't know that that's the answer when you just need one yard to keep the drive going. So I thought there were some interesting play calls along with the fact that there was zero ground game. The, and the, I do know rushing, James Connor's out, but I don't know that he's going to fix that.
0: Pittsburgh's rushing yeah. attack is terrible. They have... Of their last six games, five of them have been under 75 yards and four of them have been under 50 yards total in terms of rushing yards. And my
2: talking point. Well, I'm saying
0: like this team hasn't lost. Like if you're, if you're undefeated, you should probably be racking up rushing yards because you are leading in like late in games.
2: They're rarely leading late in games. And and my talking point for the last seven weeks or however long it's been since they haven't really run the ball well is that uh, all those short passes are long handoffs, but I, of all the games sure. to be concerned about the running game, it wasn't this one because that front four is so good. I agree with that. Those guys are, those guys are dominating. Um, and I give the, the offensive line a lot of credit in terms of pass protection for doing their best to keep the front four off of Big Ben, but they ain't running on that team. now without James Connor with Benny Snell and that Anthony McFarlane play. McFarlane was wide open, but he's four foot two and I don't know if you want. That's the play you want to call fourth and one. Well, I almost
0: wonder if they were like, we can't throw to these wideouts anymore. Like they're not, they're dropping the ball too. Much. I
2: don't know why they didn't take Airkeeper ear- out of the game. You had Vance Johnson there; he can catch. I mean, back in the day, he was going to stiff arm Chris Conte into oblivion.
0: Do you think that there's any? So it feels like a lot of the Steelers' plays, and I'd have to look at Big Ben's next gen stat chart, but it does feel like um a lot of the plays are over the middle. Is there any chance yeah. that these guys are sort of tired no. of getting Just popped?
2: <laughs> no, I, I mean Deontay Johnson, he very well may be, but that's where Juju Smith makes his living. Eric Ebron's sure. tight end. They run a lot of flat routes to those guys too, to, to get the ball out to them quickly. They're just dropping the ball. Also,
0: it, was just, also, it was also really cold. I mean, and that's not an excuse. They,
2: they play in Pittsburgh. It was thirty-four I, I, degrees. I, it's not twelve degrees out there.
0: I'm I'm not trying to say that like it being cold. Deontay is,
2: Johnson went to Toledo.
0: I mean, he, he knows how to, Toledo, damn it. I mean, you Toledo. look at Big Ben's passing chart. It's just, it's, well, he's lefty all the way this today. Um, well, but, when he threw right,
2: Montez sweat blocked everything and he had the tip that ended up with the uh, interception to John Bostic, former Steeler, which was a huge slap in the face. The man who also, also murdered Andy Dalton a few weeks ago. So you should be angry about that
0: too, Breach. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Washington really quickly. We're well, not really quick. Let's expand on Washington. You're yeah. back in it, baby. I, I wasn't worried. I guess not. I was never sweating it. The only people who are sweating it are Debo, who bailed on this podcast. He's not even here tonight because he's scared. He's sad. <laughs> scared. He's an Eagles fan. And Breach, who not, we we I'm have a recording of zero, zero sweat. Zero. Do you see any sweat beads, people? No, you don't have to sweat anything. You already there's lost. No you're out of it. Yeah. I'm not sweating anything. That's you see. You're living a life as a Bengals fan. There's no sweat. You don't have to sweat
1: winning anything because Cowboys could beat the Ravens Tuesday night. All of a sudden their game out yeah eh, I mean, let's talk about washington let's talk about washington and the fact that they were down 14 nothing without antonio gibson and at that point i don't think there was anyone alive who thought they were going to win this game
2: uh, i knew the game i knew the game wasn't over i tell you that
1: um, it was the best player they're down 14 nothing you've done absolutely nothing on offense
2: well, the he's, entire their best.
0: Game. he's not their best player but he's Terry really good. their best player who yeah. they actually shut down Chase but, Young and, is better too but that's
2: fine. huge game for logan thomas huge game for uh What's Sims' first name?
0: I, with the Cam,
2: the tall Sims. Cam Cam Sims. Cam. By
0: the way, with Logan Thomas, I keep forgetting that he's like the old Virginia Tech quarterback. He is
2: huge. He looks like Cam Newton. If Cam Newton lifted weights every day,
0: remember Bruce Arians like demanded that the Cardinals draft him and was like adamant about playing him. And eventually they cut him.
2: I'm starting to think Bruce Arians doesn't know anything about quarterbacks.
0: (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) Just coaches some really good ones. By the um, way,
2: we're going to talk about the rest of uh, the football team. I almost said it doesn't count. Well, this, I, I I love the fourth down play with with Logan Thomas under center. That was, was almost
0: it, my boy, my it, guy Scott Turner, that's a great play call. It was that's it 100% on Dontrell Inman.
2: Right, right,
0: right, A right. 100%. And the, you know the the Forty uh, 49ers had something similar on their first drive of the second half. We'll get to that, but uh, Brandon Ayuk... Just did a tear like wide receivers, not blocking on critical plays, lead to losses. And all of a sudden it flips the game. Both these teams started out punt, punt, punt. It looked like it was going way under. Then the Washington football team had a turnover on downs when Rod Rivera went for it on his, uh his own 34.
2: That was which, Logan Thomas play.
0: That was, that was a Logan. No, no, no. Was that Logan Thomas play? Yep. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It was was um, on his own 34. They do that. But then, um, cause it, they lost three yards on it. That's right. But then the Steelers get down to the Washington one and can't punch it in. So it's still seven nothing. Uh, we get a Steelers touchdown shortly thereafter. The Washington football team puts together a field goal drive before halftime. And Let's talk
2: come- about that field goal drive. You, were you paying attention to how that unfolded? Probably. With the administrative timeout, when oh it was Smith crazy,
0: yeah, you're right, Alex Smith, the, yeah, the was, yeah.
2: Alex Smith gets sacked, sacked, runs runs off the field with the ball. John Hussey, the referee has no idea what to do because there's no ball anywhere around, so he just calls timeout. So, Breach, let me ask you as the the, the uh, so, uh, special yeah, teams expert, I don't
0: know if that's is that the delay of game, is that on the refs? Well, well
2: he said the the K ball wasn't anywhere near be <laughs> near to be found. Breach, if you have one job and you're the K ball
1: specialist, you should know any time is late in the game. Stand next to the guy who needs the K ball. Well, this is some Belichickian and level <laughs> nonsense going on here. When you take advantage of the rule book, it completely works in your favor because like uh I think Brinson, you just said it should be or it could be delay a game. Uh and I'm not saying any, it should have been I
0: just No, no, like no right, the, right, 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 right. But the question. people
1: may have thought that watching this on TV, which only went to half the country, so not everyone was watching it. But uh, you know, Alex Smith In any other situation, you run off the field with the ball and you don't let the ref set it, that is a delay game. That's a five-yard penalty. But if your team's about to kick the ball, there are K-balls, which only been around for like 20 years. Back in the day, there were no K-balls. Everybody kicked the same football. And so they have to get a K-ball out on the field, and that's on the officials to get the ball out there. And so obviously that is why John Hussey stopped the clock because they couldn't get the ball out there fast enough, and they knew Washington was in a hurry, and you can't penalize Washington. And again, Washington would have been lucky to get the field goal off. It would have been tight. It would have happened at, like, the one-second mark if it happened. If nothing uh, else, the kicker would have been rushed. Right, exactly. He absolutely would have been rushed, Dustin Hopkins. Uh So this was just – and I don't know if Alex Smith did on purpose. I didn't see if he was asked about it after the game. hundred percent.
2: How many times did you see someone get sacked on third band and sprint off the field with a football? But it was amazing. It was and he He's was like, smiling. He was smiling. <laughs> so I assume he did <laughs> do it on purpose. It was awesome.
0: Well, but, I mean, just to be clear, because uh they had – who was calling – did they have somebody pop in and exp- – oh, they had Dean Blandino. Blandino. Uh, old Dean Dino popped in. He's like, you know, you just at some point just need to kick the football that's out there. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, That's not – no, what? Is yeah, that course. how that works?
1: Breach, you can kick a normal football, right? Well, in this situation, you can. That's what Blandino was saying – But also you can't penalize Alex Smith for taking the ball because you're supposed to use a K ball. So, So, the refs uh, didn't do anything wrong. They probably looked for the original ball. They probably didn't see Alex Smith take it away. All right.
0: right, So let me just, get this straight. So you are, I mean, like we've been covering the NFL for 25 years. I think we know this, but I mean, but this is, this is some micro, but you know what? The the NFL refs didn't know it either. So let me get this straight. If you on a third down and you're going to go kick, you can run off with the football. And then it is it is someone else, but it is it is a third-party responsibility to have the cable ready. It's not Well, long. what third-down situation? Is there, like, ten seconds left in the half, or there's,
1: right. like, four a, minutes a clear, and you just randomly no, decide and kick a field goal? No, you've, got your,
0: you've got your field goal. I'm saying, like, this situation, Alex Smith runs off without the football. It's not a penalty is what you're saying.
1: Right, it is not a penalty because the ball is not being used on the next play. It'd be like if they fail on a fourth down because Washington. Each team has their own footballs, so if that had been fourth down, say Washington lost possession, Alex Smith could take the ball to the sideline
0: and like give it to their ball guy. All right, so but is the K ball whoever is in charge of providing the K ball. Is that in, where in were they,
1: a, where were they? That's the
2: K point.
0: balls are brand new
1: footballs, correct? That one official is in charge of. So the, right, the but, problem but
2: the, is that one official had his head up his butt and wasn't paying attention. Is well, that right? that's funny. Well,
1: he probably assumed that they were going to use the ball Alex Smith had because of the timing issues that Dean Blandino, Dean, Dean Blandino was talking about. So it was like it was the perfect confluence of events for this to happen. We will probably never see this again. And it got the it got Washington a huge field goal. I feel like we're going to see it
0: all the time now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But I mean we've had situations where a team has had to get a field goal team out there late with seconds to go and this has never been an issue. So hats off to um to Alex Smith for knowingly or otherwise spreading off the field with the ball and, and hiding with it on the bench. And I want to know where the K ball guy was and what he was doing for the last 8 seconds because he wasn't he was asleep at the wheel. He was Homer Simpson at the nuclear plant.
0: Okay so cuz what happens is Alex you, if you watch the replay Alex Smith has the ball And he's starting to be like, all right, I'm going to give it back. he's like, wait a minute. If I give it back, we're not – I you think he realizes we're not getting this kickoff, right? Because there's eight seconds left.
2: Kickoff, what do you mean?
0: We're not going to get the field goal. We're not going
2: to have time to kick kick the field goal, right? Right. So he
0: just runs off. And then the official comes out, and he's like looking for – you can see him. He's looking for the ball. He's like, where the hell is the ball? And they're forced to stop it because of that.
2: Why isn't the K ball guy going holding the ball up like the, the ball boys do every after every single play? Well,
0: usually Where's there's he? somebody like winging a ball out there, right? I guess they just messed up and thought it was. Oh, uh, no, they look. They 100% fair, messed up. Well, to be fair, this was an, an a previously unscheduled five p.m. Monday night football game, so maybe things were a little unusual. Still,
2: football. I mean, it doesn't matter. You could play at two in the morning. The rules don't
0: change. I know. I'm just saying that, like, we don't. It was just the timing of everything was weird. Now, also, this is in Pittsburgh. Is it possible the Steelers were attempting well, to? I think Rich
2: said uh, you're responsible for your own balls. All of us are, but well,
0: it... you
1: have to get them approved. Each team gives them to the officiating crew. But like, right.
2: okay, so this you, wasn't like the like Steelers gonna, use
1: balls that have a Steelers
2: stamp on it or
1: whatever. Right, right, right. They can do that. They can't, you know, bring like old footballs out to play with because Ben Roethlisberger wants to use a flat ball. Uh, but, but you have to hand those over to the officiating crew and then they do all that. They measure the PSI before the games and then they put them in a bag and then there's like a ball coordinator that's in charge of that. Uh, and the ball
2: coordinator somewhere along the, uh, the mediators line, the mediator being the official, someone messed up.
0: Yes. Right. What's, but what's crazy is that it's 2020 they've been kicking field goals (laughs) For a we've while. Never, now. We've never seen this though. And it's never happened like this. Alex ever is ever. on Scott Van Pelt's show. We should turn it on and find out. I'm sure he gives an answer. But um
1: it, uh, I, it's
0: hilarious. I mean it's like I don't know. It's just crazy. Like how has this never been a thing before? Well, the funny
2: thing is they stopped the clock and while they were like confused, and they started the clock, got to zero. Ron Rivera was going crazy. He's like, Wait, what's going on? And then John Hussey, the referee wound the clock back to eight and and said administrative. I've never heard anyone say there was an administrative issue. Like, you know, we lost (laughs) the paperwork. The secretary wasn't there to take the phone call. So we got to start the clock back.
0: Checks in the mail, bro. Yeah, for real.
2: So anyway, by the way, what's the kicker's name? What's the kicker's name? Dustin Hopkins. He had a great – he was nailing field goals. He might have been the first guy to make it open-ended from 57 yards They let him do it. He had a huge game too.
1: Yeah, two clutch 45-yarders in the final two minutes and ten seconds.
2: And, the half-time and also goal. that
1: that one, the halftime one was a 49 yarder. And that was the thing that wasn't even a given the fact that he made that was huge. And obviously this game he smoked it only six points. Cause you know, if the Steelers has gotten the ball back with 15 seconds, only needing a field goal, you conceivably have a little bit better chance, but you know, yeah, so nice. uh,
0: quasi hot take here, but maybe, maybe not even a hot take. I'm going to be picking either the giants or the Washington football team to win a playoff game when they host Whatever the whoever the five seed is, because these well defenses... every, you know
2: the 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 history right, the uh, two teams with losing records to win the division have won home playoff games.
0: That's right. Well, but you know the circumstances, right? The Panthers beat Ryan Lindsay or Ryan. Yeah, Lindley. but the other no, was not, was not Ryan beast Lindsay, quake. Sorry, Ryan Lindley. What?
2: The other one was Beastquake. Yeah, that was, the Saints was like a rollover game.
1: No, I know that, that was the thing. Saints team that just won the Super Bowl in two thousand
0: nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, It's it's happened twice. I do know the history. But I'm saying Well, that, I, think
2: the, I think the takeaway for the the football team, at least, is that that defense is good, and Alex Smith doesn't make mistakes. So you can win football games doing that. You just need someone to show up offensively outside of uh, Scary Terry. And that happened today, even with um, Antonio Gibson
0: out. Okay, so Alex Smith did just come on Scott Van Pelt before we get to the rest of the, the four and five seats. He did not! He was just trying to get the regular ball off so they could get the K-ball on. He said, I'm glad it worked out that way. And that's what he's claiming. You he can't see his face. He's got a mask on as he's doing the interview with SVP. But that's still even
2: smart, that he didn't know the rules, but he knew enough to get the football off.
0: So Exactly. So, like, let's not give him credit for, like, Belichicky. I mean, like. Well, like, I would love to know how often Alex Smith is running off the field with the football. Right. I mean, exactly. I you
1: usually notice something like that—the quarterback's walking off the field with the football—and you don't see that happen very often. I didn't see Alex Smith do it at any other point in the game, and I looked for it in the second half after he did it at the end of the first half. Well, do you remember? Do you remember?
0: Do you remember that Brian Hoyer sack for the Patriots against um Kansas City earlier this season at the end of the half? When Belichick's trying to get a field goal and Hoyer takes a sack and Belichick looks like he wants to strangle Brian Hoyer and throw him into a river. Um, It's the opposite of that. In other words, Alex yeah. Smith is such a veteran. He knows, he's like, all right, let's like, let's facilitate this process as much as possible. Cause if they try to spot the wrong ball or like, or they're messing with the regular ball, it might mess up Dustin Hopkins. I or if Belichick liked. knew that role, he had been talking to Hoyer
1: Summit like, bro, get off the field right now, man. Bring the football with you. Yeah. And then the refs won't be able to find the K ball and we'll get a free field goal out of this.
0: I think it's just Alex Smith being a, like being a, a veteran who does the smart thing and he t- he took the ball off at least that's what he says. So uh, by all accounts Alex Smith not aware. Anyway, um to the to the point about the Washington football team and the Giants that I believe we we're making I mean I I I don't I don't know that these either of these teams have deep playoff run upsides but because of what they do defensively and because they have these uh, enough upside offensively I really feel like one of those teams can absolutely upset a sloppy game from, cause who are we talking about here? The, uh, we're talking about maybe the, the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks are ripe to be beaten by Washington or the Giants as they were this past weekend. Uh, we could be talking about Tampa Bay, which I, is interesting. We already I saw the Giants almost beat them once this season. And, I am not a
2: huge Tampa Bay fan.
0: And Washington with that front four against Tom Brady—that uh, is a yeah. recipe for Tom Brady getting beat. Washington doesn't doesn't need to run. I think we need to give the, the Washington football team credit too, because in this game, I believe their game plan was to come in and to feed Antonio Gibson, and they didn't do that because Antonio Gibson got hurt basically on the second play, and he had he had fourteen rushing yards on two carries, Uh one really nice thirteen yard carry. Uh, Minnesota, if they somehow get to the five seed. Yeah, come on. That Washington will smother Minnesota.
2: I think, I mean, you could put any team on here except maybe the tie the, the Taysom Hills, but like Jared Goff does not do well with, with pressure.
0: And for sure. For, they, they'll, they'll for so, sure.
2: They'll stop the run and then if the play action isn't working, there you go.
0: Yeah. And you have to, I don't think that they'll end up playing. I think there's a pretty good chance that New Orleans and Green Bay are the one and two seeds, right? That seems yeah. likely. Um, not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I don't think it's crazy that the Rams, I mean, the, the, excuse me, the, the Washington football team or the Giants could beat the Rams, the Seahawks, the Bucks. Well, so
1: you're saying you think they could beat literally any team in the NFC except for the
0: Saints and Packers. Yes, that's what you're saying. Yeah. And I don't think it's outrageous to say that I, the, no. Cowboys Outside fans, of, Cowboys fans were saying this earlier this year. They're like, "Well, we just got to get the dance, and then we got a chance." And look, there's there was some optimism around that team this year. And it's true, be but just not with the Cowboys
2: tonight. And they have a path to nine wins. It's not a <laughs> difficult path. That's you a, know it, baby. Outside of the Saints and Packers, though, every team feels like they're pretty closely packed in the NFC. AFC feels a little different.
0: I just feel like the Giants, the Giants, maybe a little bit less than Washington. And I don't, I don't think Washington's this amazing football team. But, but if you have a defense,
2: you can you can be in it.
0: If you have a front four that can get after somebody, and you have a quarterback who can manage the game and not make mistakes, you have enough weapons, you can do some damage. I, I think that the NFC East, we're not going to owe them an apology.
2: No, let's don't go too far.
0: Don't get crazy, Brinson.
2: Six wins is going to win it. Oh, I don't, think, I don't
0: think so. They're five now.
1: Okay, we'll
2: see. I mean, these teams haven't suddenly gotten turned into. Super Bowl beat I mean, Washington's
0: got the 49ers, Seahawks, Panthers, and Eagles. Okay. sure. they went well, undefeated there? I think it might go 8-8. I think it might be 9-7. Oh,
2: God. Here we go.
0: <laughs> the 49ers, Seahawks, Panthers, and Eagles. How many of those games does Washington win? Two. Yeah, two. I think two's. I mean, if they if they won one, it would be a major disappointment. In
2: this, place. but we're putting too much on the fact that they beat a Steelers team that didn't have any defensive players and the, and the receivers dropped seventy eight balls. They played 9. great in that yeah. game,
0: and this was
1: a classic trap game for Pittsburgh. They have played three games in twelve days that are coming off a rival game on a Wednesday against the Ravens. They have the Bills on Sunday night next week. This is the one game that you said at the beginning of the podcast didn't matter because it's against an NFC team. So if there was going to be a letdown for Pittsburgh. It felt like it was going to be this game.
2: And football team and had 10 that's days That's why
1: off. I picked him to win. And that's not to take anything away from Washington because it was a great win. You beat an 11-0 team. That is uh, a feat, but I do think this was a letdown game for Pittsburgh.
0: By the way, the Giants have uh, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas remaining. I feel good about this Washington situation.
2: Yeah, the Steelers— sort What's, of screwed me because i was all, all all over the giants i needed him to beat the, the that's kind of um uh
0: really quickly i'm going to look at this and then we'll hit the break Diva is going to be very impressed that we this podcast before minutes. you
2: hit this part let me ask breach because you hinted at it, we didn't get back to it breach what are the chances the browns win the division
1: the chances the browns win the division they're nine and three and the Steelers are eleven and
0: one
2: yeah uh, the Browns by the, by the way,
0: just, just, uh, I brought, I was going to look at William Hill to bring up the NFC East odds. Uh, the Giants went from minus 225 or thereabouts or minus 250 to minus 150. Washington's plus 155. Eagles 15 to one. Cowboys 20 to one. Okay. I, I mean, I think if I'm betting on this, I'm taking the Washington football team. I'm taking the Giants and Preacher taking the Cowboys. Plus money. Eagles taking
1: the Eagles. No, no, I you, will say, I will say, that it's completely plausible that the week 17 game between the Steelers and the Browns, that the division is
0: on the line, Like right, they don't even have the odds for the AFC North on here.
1: Probably because it's unpredictable after it's, the Steelers lost to Washington.
0: I looked on my site. The Steelers are like minus 10,000 and the Browns were like 30 to one. And I thought about dabbling. But I, I didn't do it. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a little closer to the realm of possibility than I think is being you know, I, I don't think it is because, now that I'm looking
1: at it, I'll just look at the tiebreakers. The Browns are two and two in the division. The Steelers are four and oh. So the Steelers are going to beat the Bengals. That's going to get them to 12 wins. And then you're the Browns. You win your next three. You get to 12 wins. And then week 17, it's on the line. So th- that means the Steelers can't win any of their other two, you know, the, the. Oh,
0: uh, so you're saying the Steelers have to go one and two.
1: With a game against the Bengals, I think is an obvious win. So they have to lose to the Bills and Colts for that game to even have a chance. I mean, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. That's
0: <laughs> not that crazy.
1: It's not that crazy at all. I just don't think Pittsburgh's going to lose to both of them. I think they lose one of those games. I just don't think they'll lose both. Mm. And who knows? You who put knows? Ryan Finley on Monday night, Brinson, against Pittsburgh. You never know what happened. I is think Monday, I is it a Monday night game?
0: Well, yeah, it is a Monday night game. Oh, yes, could, yeah.
1: everyone's gonna quit instead of that's the Monday before Christmas. <laughs> could
0: oh my air God. it with
1: no announcers?
0: Could the Bills upset the Steelers? We'll it's talk not about, upset.
1: What are you talking about? Let they're me favorite, let, they're me get, let me get, to, get
0: to the break. We'll talk about it after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived, thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul. The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars, Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
0: And uh, it's a great matchup Convenient for the Bills.
2: Yeah. Steelers once again getting screwed by the schedule. Four games in eight days. 11
0: and one. I know. I mean, was it, I saw Peter King write about this on Monday. Eric Ebron's like, we had to play three games in 12 days. This is outrageous. A crime against humanity. It shall not stand. Eric Ebron had already played three games in 12 games six times in his career. It's like the seventh time it's- You know what
1: I- is funny is, well, a couple of people were pointing that out. And the difference is that usually when you're playing three games in 12 days, you have that Thursday game in there. You go Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, where you have that planned short shortened by week, which the Steelers did not get because no, the of the way not- it was shuffled around. They didn't get the extra buy. They didn't even get the original buy and they didn't get this mini buy. And so they, you know, you get a few days off during your three games in 12 days, and the Steelers didn't get that. And that's a huge difference, especially this late in the season when there's a lot of wear and tear on these guys. The Steelers have gotten
0: horrifically hosed by the scheduling based on mistakes and issues with other football teams.
2: I will say this. Eric Ebron's hands had more than 12 days off because those (laughs) – MFers haven't done any work. Number one. And number two, <laughs> the last two weeks, he's played like a Detroit Lion trying to get Matt Patricia fired. So he, <laughs> he needs, he needs to get his act together. Cause I've seen enough out of Eric. Ebert.
0: Yeah. I mean, like maybe don't, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like maybe, you know, play better and win the game and go to 12 and 0, and then you don't have to worry about the 12, the three games in 12 days, but
2: your hands are well rested.
0: That's right. Uh, so the Bills took care of business against. The 49ers, man, I was wrong about that one. 34-24. and <laughs> this is the Josh Allen that we saw early on in the season. Thirty two of that, forty. Somebody MVP, on this podcast was not
1: wrong about this game. I won't mention any names.
0: Obviously.
2: I was a sharp on 49ers this season too. It was five and zero
0: coming to this game. Congratulations, Ryan. Should have listened to me. Listened well, you know, it was weird about the game too. Is like I remember, like I saw Jonathan Jones, our, our pal, tweet out. He says the Bills at eight and three are an underdog to the 49ers in a home game for the San Francisco. That's not even at their home stadium. What am I missing here? And I was like, Oh yeah, this is an obvious NFL spot. And then it, it just, it just wasn't, um, And also Jonathan picks games straight up. He doesn't, you
1: know, he doesn't really pay attention to the point spread. So when somebody like that says something like that, it makes you
0: rethink about, Hey, what is going on here? No, my immediate reaction was like, yes, the entire betting public is going to be on the bills. (laughs) Like the 49ers are going to roll in this game. And I do think San Francisco could have, could have won the game, but the reality is that Josh Allen just took over and played some of the best football of his career. That um,
2: was MVP Josh
0: Allen. It really was. It was Josh Allen for the first four weeks. 32 of 40, 375 yards, four touchdowns. Brian Dayball called an awesome game. Stefan Diggs destroyed the 49ers cornerbacks. When, you think he's when, happy? Yeah, no kidding. When they were in zone, they would have Diggs run a curl route. When they played man, Diggs would just work some sort of funky move, like get him, get everybody off of him. And then Cole Beasley's doing, you know, he's either, he's either like working the zone or he's cutting the guy up in man. And everybody was, they were wide open the whole time. The, wide the, open. The Bills receivers looked like what you expect to see from a Kyle Shanahan offense. Where it got, it's and there like, was
2: no, there was no John Brown. John Brown's out.
0: Yeah. But you know, like when you watch, when you watch the 49ers when they're at maximum strength play, like last year, or, or the, or the, or the Falcons with Matt Ryan. You see the quarterback, cause you're watching on TV and you see the quarterback drop back and he throws. You're like, Oh, maybe this throw will be into coverage and there's no one around him. And that's what it was like for the Bills tonight. It was crazy. Yeah. You just don't see that with, with Buffalo that often.
1: Yeah. And one thing, other thing you don't see very often is Josh Allen not turn the ball over. And I thought that was just as important as him. Uh, he almost lost that fumble, but you know, right. it wasn't just the, uh, you know, how good he was. It was that. Those things that we're talking about with the first five weeks of the season when he was MVP form, everything, every knock that you have on him, that he's not accurate, that, uh, you know, he doesn't know when to sit back and throw versus take off and run. It it seems like he finally figured this out. I mean, he completed 80% of his passes against a decent 49ers defense. They're not complete trash here and he made them look like the Jets defense. I mean, this was just, he absolutely embarrassed the 49ers. They couldn't do anything to stop him.
2: Yeah, no I I agree. I agree with that. And and that's the real issue. We talked about the Steelers defense injuries and and miscues in the second half. If you're doing that against Alex Smith he's captain checkdown, uh, Josh Allen's got got something for you. And that's going to be a yeah. long night cuz it's a Sunday night game if they don't get something sorted out quickly. Cuz also by the, let me say quickly. Yeah, by the yeah, way, we we cr- we used to dunk on the Bills defense sucking the first half of the season. They're starting to come together. They're coming together. So the, you know, this is, this team is looking, they're peaking at the right time, as we like to say.
0: I think the biggest difference here, and this is sort of cliche, but the 49ers got no pressure on Allen early on. The Bills offensive line put together, put on a clinic. Uh, in terms of pass protection for Josh Allen. Gave him tons of time. And when you give Josh Allen time, and he isn't feeling panicked, and he isn't feeling like he has to run, and he didn't run at all. Thanks, RJ, for losing me money. Six carries, 11 yards. Could, could call him that prop, RJ. Um Don't worry, Devin Singletary had the under there, too. Zach Moss fumbled a ball in his own end zone and immediately got benched. So Singletary got all the carries. Anyway, I digress. When the Bills are protecting Josh Allen and – Brian Dable has a good plan against a specific style of defense. And like he, I'm telling you, he was, it was crazy. He was calling plays that were going to chew up a zone, zone coverage. And then Robert Sala would switch to man coverage. And as soon as he would switch, Dable had a play call for, that was designed to eat up man coverage. And Josh Allen was, was orchestrating the offense. It was a fantastic performance. And if they protect like that against the Steelers, they are going to carve up Pittsburgh.
2: Wait, say that part again. I was reading. I was reading something. Um...
0: If they protect the way they protected tonight,
2: yes, yes, they correct. will yes, carve
0: that. up Pittsburgh because the way they would that's... carve
2: up any team, they would carve up the Rams, any, any team. I was
1: going to you know? say if they play like the way they played tonight with the protection and and just Josh Allen being absolutely on fire, they could win the Super Bowl. Absolutely, that yeah. is that is how good they looked in this game. It was insane watching them. It was it was like. The first five weeks of the season, you saw them slowly kind of putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, and we kept saying, "But their defense, but their defense." And finally, I mean, yes, it was Nick Mullins, but you absolutely have to give the Bills some credit. And this looked like a team that could maybe win the Super Bowl. I, I think there's maybe five teams that we would pr- maybe agree, maybe with a wild card now, in I'll there. Take,
0: I'll take fourteen. I <laughs> think fourteen
1: teams could win the Super Bowl, but so- I think the Bills are on that list. So well, the, here's
2: the thing, yeah. and, and Breach, you mentioned this, uh, in Slack, and we got this tweet from Owen Park, and he, and he makes a, a good point. The yeah. <laughs> Bills are nine and three, they should be 10 and two if you take away that stupid Hell Mary in the Cardinals game. Can we take one week and try not to talk the Bills out of the playoffs and winning the division? One week, maybe it's getting old. And to his, uh, in his defense, uh, football outsiders just updated their playoff odds. The Bills have a 88% chance to win the division. Yeah.
0: And so I, I mean, so it was, th- if, the Patriots... Tonight was a cherry on top. Well, the Patriots' thing from last, from Sunday night, was they needed the, the 49ers to beat the Bills tonight.
2: Less than 1% chance now for the Patriots to win the division.
0: Yes. The Patriots are probably toast now. Um, that's why you.
2: And by the way, before we move on, Steelers are 97% chance to win the division. So you got ducked on. Okay. I can't wait until that 3%. I know, that's right going to the blow. The Cowboys me. will be 3-3 after they win tonight, <laughs> and they have a path to nine wins. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Before we move on, the Giants, 49% to win to the division against 45% for Washington. Dallas, breach 2.7%.
1: So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> we might
2: to so say you're a, saying there's a chance. Um, the Cowboys are behind the Eagles to win the division. <laughs>
0: okay. I, You know, I just I thought – like, this is just – I don't even think this is a case like the 49ers played that badly. They just got
2: – They have Nick Mullen, and he's – I mean, they're just down a ton of guys. They're down
1: a ton no, of This guys. is like if you went out and ran a 40-yard dash against Usain Bolt, and he runs a 4.1, and you run a 4.9, your fastest time. Like, it didn't matter. You weren't winning. The other team right. – the other people were just so good. There's nothing you could have done better to win the We're going to
0: let you let slide on Usain. <laughs> 4-1? Usain. Oh. It's oh I think <laughs> <even> the poor, <laughs> one because we're insane
2: that's he said things worse than that, but to Owen Park's point i this is the first time in God knows how long where the bills have been comfortably ahead for weeks well, Usually 90, at this
0: point ninety five they did it on they did the home alone thing on the Monday night thing.
2: Usually at this point in the proceedings, they're trying to do the math to figure out how they can backdoor the way to the playoffs. They've been in the driver's seat the entire time. They've earned it. And this game, this was not a Steelers hang on for dear life and win a game by two points against a terrible team. This was a, a good football team in San Francisco that has, as you point out, injuries but are, are still playing at a high level. They had to travel to Arizona to play them, with like the 49ers did too. But they they blew the doors off. And Josh Allen played his best game of the year. Maybe the, Is that the best game of his career?
0: Um, I maybe would say it was the best half of his career. The first half was, um, maybe Dallas last year on Thanksgiving. That was a really, that was, that was, that was was a really good game. He did
1: tie his career high with touchdown passes and it was the second highest completion percentage of his career. And I think the third highest, fourth highest yard or third highest yardage total
0: after he threw that touchdown pass to Dawson Knox to make it 14, seven as someone who had the 49ers at minus one. I felt very, very bad. Like it felt, it felt like this is over because San Francisco is not built to come back like that. They need to be front running, and and uh, Kyle Shanahan needs to be cooking with his offensive schemes. And they they couldn't get they couldn't get the run game going. That was the impressive part because this Bills team here to four, you're able to run all over them. Now, at Oliver stepping up, the defensive line is playing well. Terdavious White made a crazy pick. If, If they play like this on defense moving forward, they are absolutely a problem now. I don't think, like, I think their odds are like 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That's probably not good enough. For what? Uh, I mean, they gotta get past s- some teams. I mean, there's some- Oh,
2: to, but as Breece just pointed out, if they play like this every week offensively-
0: I'm not, I'm not questioning, I'm not, I, I'm not questioning it at all. I had a, my buddy Newman texted me, he was like, hey, can the Bills, like, make it to the AFC Championship game? I was like, the Bills yes. can win the Super Bowl like this, like-
2: And by the way, this offense, clearly I play in the Steelers offense. They're not playing the Chiefs offense because eh. we've been talking for weeks. about. What do you mean, eh? The last month, the Chiefs haven't done anything offensively. What? Are you,
1: ta- what are you what They went seven straight trips in the red zone without a touchdown. That's worse than the Jets. Are you You're just just talking, talking yourself, brass,
0: fired up. Patrick Mahomes averaged like 490 passing yards during November.
1: I'm not dunking on myself.
0: What are you talking about?
1: But it's, it's December, and he's not getting in the end zone when they're in the red zone. Uh, yeah. Okay, what you what can you, question you Patrick Mahomes about. all you want.
0: You, you'll take the Bills offense over the Chiefs offense.
1: If the
2: Bills' office plays like this, they are much more explosive right now than what we've seen from the Chiefs the last what four weeks.
0: What are you talking about?
2: How many How many points did the Chiefs win by the last happening? five weeks? What is
0: happening? Wait, wait, wait. All right, yeah, look it course. up.
2: Yeah, I think you're on on planet Mars right now. You're watching the Mars Chiefs play. You're not watching the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Play. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. You want me to ask you? Right, the Chiefs the last how many weeks? Last five games. So what's their margin of victory? Uh, they won. All right, I'm going to give you the last six games or five games. Since the Panthers
1: game.
2: Since the Panthers game.
1: Since the Panthers game.
0: They
2: won the game by two points.
1: Three games. It's not three games. games. Good lord. Two, four, three, six.
2: Thank you. I mean, it's not that hard. Two, four.
0: They beat the Panthers by two. They beat the Raiders by four. The Bucks by three. The Broncos by six.
2: That's exactly. Yes, exactly. How many points did the the Bills win by tonight?
0: They played one game in December.
2: All I said was, if the Bills offense plays like... like,
0: What are you you acting like they've won by 45?
2: All I said was, if the Bills offense plays like this, and they have outplayed the Steelers offense, and they outplayed the Chiefs offense over the last month, that's all I said. And you acted like I said, the Chiefs are the worst team in the NFL. And you dunked on yourself like 12
0: times in less than a minute. Okay, over the last month, the Chiefs have scored, since the beginning of November, 35, 33. Since the Panthers game. No, that's not – I'm taking since the beginning of November. 35, 33, 35, 27, and 22. I know you think the Bills scored 400 points. They scored 34.
2: 34 is pretty good against a, a pretty good 49ers.
0: Okay, but that's just like – it's just about the same. Anyway, no, yeah, one, no one is taking the Bills' offense about. over the Chiefs' offense.
2: You got Doctor.
0: Are you taking the Bills' offense over the Chiefs' offense? Right now,
2: yes. I just told you
0: that. <laughs> oh, my God. Clip and save. Oh, it's on my computer. So let me get this just to be clear again. You are taking the Bills offense over the Chiefs offense.
2: Based on what I saw in week 13, based on what the Steelers have done, and based on what the Chiefs have done over the last month, the Bills have played better offensively. I don't know why that's such an outrageous thing to say. Okay. I mean, outrageous is Trent Williams' is comeback player of the year or Garrett Bradbury's rookie of the year. Not outrageous is that Josh Allen is playing some of his best football. That offense demolished the, a really good 49ers defense.
0: I said like, Josh what? Allen's
1: playing great football. What's controversial? The Bills have scored 159 points since November 1st. The Chiefs have scored 152. Fired up. <laughs> oh, ho, ho.
0: They played much worse defenses anyway. Um, oh my God.
1: They
2: scored. They beat the Panthers by two points. Two.
0: So.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, they they sometimes play the level of their competition in Brenton's defense. But they always are in control of the game. You never feel like they're going to lose. Unlike the Steelers, where it's just total chaos, and they could lose any game.
0: The Bills scored 18 against the Jets less than six weeks ago. 18 against the Jets. Six weeks ago. I mean, okay. Four weeks ago, the Panthers. Yeah, but you said since November
1: 1st, and now you're going back to October, Brenton.
2: (laughs) You want to go back to, to 1978? What happened then? When OJ was there,
1: October thirteenth, the Bills lost to the Titans, forty-two to
0: sixteen. Uh, and then yep. the week after that, they actually lost to oh, I don't know, the Chiefs. Whoa! Oh! What a big jam! A... Uh,
1: are the Forty ers are they done? Can we yes. write them off? Do we yes. have to keep
0: paying attention to them? No, uh, they're not. They're not done, done, but they are in deep doo doo. No, they're done. <laughs> are they done? They
1: are done. Uh, Ryan's giving up on him. He's like, I don't want to talk about the players We're breaking no, them off. They're playing in Arizona. They don't even have a home anymore. Right? They're with five them. and seven. Right?
2: Twelve percent chance of making the playoffs. So five and d-
1: seven with two games against NFC East teams and a game against Arizona and a, and a, and a
0: six and six Vikings team as the seventh seed. They're not, you done. they're not done. They're one game out. You love the? Do you love the Vikings or not? Make up your mind. I, I do like the Vikings, but they're six and six and. They're not guaranteed to win. Nobody's guaranteed to win. They're going to play the Buccaneers this week. I'm not crazy about the Buccaneers. Let's say
2: the Vikings. The Vikings, 28% chance to make the playoffs, which is double of what the 49ers are. Okay, so
0: this week, the Cardinals play the Giants. The Vikings play the Buccaneers. The 49ers play the Washington football team. And then who's the who's the other team I'm supposed to care about? Oh, that's right. The Bears play the Texans.
1: Oh, goodbye. Well, the Bears are losing because they yeah. haven't won in,
0: like, two years.
2: The 49ers aren't done. The Bears are legit
0: done. You know who's lingering? Oh,
1: God. Your Detroit Lions. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> hey, they're ahead of the 49ers
0: in the playoff <laughs> seedings. <laughs> uh, they get the Packers this weekend at home. They're probably not winning that game. But uh, So let's say the Packers beat the Lions. They're favored to do that. Um, do the Cardinals beat? Beat the Giants? I don't think they do. I, I, I would be, picking, I would be picking the Giants this week for sure. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I hate when we're all on the same page. Yeah. Kyler's I not running told- the ball at all.
2: Um, exactly. That shoulders a concern.
0: And okay. So let's say those two outcomes happen or those, oh, and the Buccaneers beat the Vikings. That's not crazy. No, right? Then all of a sudden the Vikings are six and seven. The Cardinals are six and seven.
2: The um, Cardinals are six and seven.
0: We'll give the Bears a win. They're six and seven.
2: Who are the Bears beating?
0: The Texans. Just don't worry about it. Okay. And if the 49ers beat the Washington football team, they're six and seven too. And you should have this logjam of teams. Yeah. At six and seven. Minnesota, Arizona, Chicago. Heck, and I mean, if back, Detroit beat Green Bay, they can be logjammed there too.
2: That goes back to your original point that the only good teams in this division are Saints and Packers.
0: Yeah. That's the right. But, conference. Sorry. But, but, but my point being is that. I don't think we can count San Francisco out quite
2: yet. No, that's fine. I, I, I was just sort of saying that because they lost this game and, and the quarterback
0: situation is problematic. It's it's not it's not a good thing. So they have Washington, Dallas, Arizona, and Seattle.
2: Ooh. What is that a, hmm, good or hmm, bad? I
0: mean, I, they can win three of those games.
2: Yeah, but Dallas is. And you think
0: game. eight and eight
1: is getting in the playoffs no. as a wild card? I, I don't. I don't know. I'm certain. I, I think you got to win all four of those.
2: That's a negative. Yeah. Eight and eight is not going to get you into the playoffs. I
0: mean, Minnesota's in right now at six and six. They have Tampa Bay, Chicago, New Orleans, and Detroit. How many are they winning? They're winning out. Well,
1: if they have to play Detroit, that means if Detroit wins that, it could be maybe eight wins will get the
0: NFC wild card. Well, that's a plot twist. Didn't see that coming. Um I mean I think Detroit's I think Minnesota's probably going two and two. I mean they almost lost to the F and Jaguars in overtime.
2: And they lost to the Cowboys. So, yeah, maybe. They beat you know, the Panthers maybe. by
0: – they lost to the Cowboys, beat the Panthers by one point, and beat the Jaguars by three in overtime. Right. Like, let's not assume all, this team is going to win three All at games. home. All at home. Yeah. Let's not assume okay. this team is going to win three of their next four games. Yeah. And then yeah. you're
1: looking at the Cardinals who, if you would have given me this schedule like three weeks ago, if, that, that our last four games are against the Giants, Eagles, 49ers, and Rams, I would have been like probably three and one. But now – I don't know. I mean, they could go zero and four in those games. Well, I'll beat the Eagles. They'll go one and three.
0: I mean, I don't think you definitely beat the Eagles with that defensive line.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: you beat the Eagles. All
0: right, let's say the, let's say the Cardinals
2: eight and eight. Yeah, but eight eight wins is actually...
0: nine and seven is a locking you into the playoffs. Right.
2: No, at that's, this point, that's right. I was I overshot there.
0: All right, we all of us made it to the time time frame that Devo gave us, but we didn't. That's okay.
2: All right, I here's my. I'll say this: is my parting shot. I hope the Lions
1: make the
0: playoffs. Oh,
1: awesome is it because Matt Patru- Patricia didn't text Daryl Bevel? <laughs> I, that was yeah.
0: such a dick move. He doing? You to win a game as an interim Bay... coach. You don't even send a congratulatory text. Maybe Green,
2: call them on the landline.
0: Green Bay, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, Minnesota. They're probably going to go 0-4. I mean, like they should have lost to Chicago. It'd
1: but be awesome if they made it. And they should have beaten Chicago in week one, so they kind of traded off those wins, if you think about it. And they were All beating right, the Packers good. 14 to 3 in week 2, so it's not crazy to think that they could at least compete. And they're, I think, 7 and 1 against the Packers against the spread in their past 8 games against Green Bay.
0: In case you're wondering who Breach is going to pick this week against the spread. <laughs> against the spread, not straight up. That's right. Alright, that's the show. Be back, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, see you guys in, uh, like eight hours for a Tuesday night oh. football preview. No, not y'all. I'm saying see the listeners in eight hours for a Tuesday yeah. night football preview. Then John Breach, myself and Dubin. The Andy Dalton special with Jared Dubin. Oh. If you don't want to hear about Andy Dalton, don't listen. I'm going uh, we'll to just Andy Dalton storm. Do you know how many podcast episodes we have this week?
1: About well, Andy Dalton or just like 11, overall. literally 11 this week? Cause I could do 11 about Andy Dalton if you'd like.
0: And we can do 22 overall. (laughs) All right. We're out of here. See you guys.